What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode of the Chase to Must podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Panko Chicken. The new Atlanta restaurant thrives off of a unique spin on Japanese and Western cuisine and is already racking up the awards, winning best-selling taste in the Taste of Atlanta Awards both in 2017 and 2018. So if you're in the metro Atlanta area and are wanting to try something new and good and delicious, Go to Panko Chicken today and tell them that I sent you over. You'll be glad you did, I promise. Panko Chicken, where eats meets West. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, welcome back to a Tuesday night edition of the Chase Thomas podcast. I am now joined by a longtime friend of the podcast, Nick Stellini of Baseball Prospectus. He's watched a lot of baseball today. He's read a lot of baseball stuff. He now is going to talk a little baseball. Nick, are, are you sick of baseball today? No, 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 I'm not. Okay, good. Um, all right, man. Well, how are you? How are, how, how are things uh, going in with Nick Stellini these days? Things are good. Uh, things, things are good. Okay. Um, I almost died this morning, Nick. What'd you do? So uh, it wasn't what I did, and I don't appreciate you already pointing the finger at me that it was my d- own doing as to why um, I was almost six feet under uh, at this present time. But no, I was going around a loop in Monday morning traffic, getting uh, to the day job, and this road I was on, it's it's kind of, it's, it's tricky, so you go around and people fly around it, and uh, I'm pretty sure it was an elderly person. Uh, decided to come into my lane speeding around the corner and I just happened to be just right there staring right at him and had to quickly move over almost into the ditch and swerve back like it was no big deal as that person did not realize they were um, in like maybe half a second from just hitting me head on. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> It was um it was terrifying man. It's amazing how things like that can happen in 2 seconds and it just be done. You just move on with the rest of your day because we just kept going with traffic and everything else. It was it was terrifying for that 5 seconds. I didn't eat coffee for the rest of the day. I I can imagine. God, it was weird. Um I yeah, anyway, but that that's all my major news is uh people uh don't drift into other people's lanes. That would be great. Um that's Pretty solid advice. <laughs> exactly. Well, Nick, um, I know you're aware of this, um, but I think the listeners are also aware of this. Uh, Mike Trout uh, signed a new long-term deal with the Los Angeles Angels this morning. Um, it was kind of a shocker, I guess. I don't think any of us thought this was coming down the pike anytime soon, um, but it, it happened. Uh, what was your first reaction when you saw, Br- uh, Mike Trout was re-signing, uh, with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim? 
So honestly, the first thing I did was I pulled up my calculator on my phone and and figured out the AAV. Um, that like that was like my immediate reaction for some reason. Um, it's thirty eight point six, thirty eight point eight, something like that. Thirty six point eight. Let me let me do it again real quick. And Grinky's um, the next 30, closest, 30, right? 30, 30, 35.8. Yeah, uh, Grinky's the next closest. Thirty five point eight uh, AAV for Mike Trout. Um, that's a steal. That's a steal and a half. Um, you know the 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 twelve years, the four hundred thirty million. That 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 that's gonna jump out at you. But like when you really get down to it, like if we're doing this and and the the system will likely change somehow in a few years during the life of this contract when the, when the CBA goes up. Um, but in the current system, Mike Trout's cap hit, we're not supposed to call it a cap hit, but that's what it is, is 35.8. That is delightful for the best player of all time. So you're there. You, you're you already, you're there with him already being the best player of all time. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, I was going through like some of the stuff through his age 27 season because he's 27 now. Um, he got into the majors at 19 and um, he's accounted for like 69 point something war um, during that duration. He had one injury riddled year. I love the injury riddled year. He still finished fourth in MVP voting. I think he played in, like yes. 115 games. It was almost yes. like, can we, has he played enough? Can we still give it to him? No. Um, he it, has, like, it's funny because like, because in the games that he did play was he was arguably in the best form of his career. Right. Um, he also just got hurt. I feel like we were on this podcast talking about that season at one point. We're like, are we sure? Yeah, we, probably. We can't give it to Mike Trout still. Um, and you know what else? It feels like forever ago now, but like, remember the, just how hostile the Miguel Cabrera versus Mike Trout stuff was back in the day? Yes. That feels like yes, forever ago. Yeah. But um, one of the interesting things I was going through just different numbers on fan graphs and just kind of putting this all in perspective and, um, it's amazing to me like how underappreciated I came out of of my just stat diving this morning of just how insane Buster Posey is. Like he's yeah, right man. behind him in war during that seven year span. Like he's the next closest dude. And that doesn't take into account the uh, the catching stuff because it was Fangraphs war, right? Yes. So just I, does it feel like he's been the second most valuable player in baseball for seven <laughs> years? Um, it's hard to say because, like, you know, we really don't like. It's harder. It's harder to tangibly um, appreciate the framing and all that stuff um, than it is to just like watch Mike Trout run all over the field. Um, but yeah, Buster Posey is really, really good. Yeah, I mean, but just like historically good, just to the to the point where it was like, oh, I, I, I mean, he's still significantly behind Mike Trout. I, I think it's like forty seven point something for him. So it's still a 20, 20 wins above replacement drop over that span, which is still ridiculous. But um, I think he's only uh, he's on pace. The only person like was it Ty Cobb who still outpaced him with WAR to this point in his career. I'm I think sure. I think it's Ty Cobb. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty good. Uh, pretty good standing for Mike Trout, but um, so here, here's a brief selection of people that Mike Trout has already passed in career war. Mm-hmm. You ready? Um, let's start with Willie. No, no, no. Let's start with Dick Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase Utley, mm-hmm. Duke Snyder, Roberta Alomar, Hank Greenberg, Ryan Sandberg, um, Kenny Lofton. Ernie Banks, Alan Trammell, Jim Edmonds, 
And let's let's go back one more page. See, like he's Smart. already an average Hall of Famer if his career ended today. Yeah, he, he, like yeah, um, Joey Votto. He's got more career than Joey Votto. Um, Ichiro. Joey Votto is a lock da- for the Hall of Fame now too, right? Yes, okay. yes. Andre Dawson. Um, despite what some people on, on uh, in certain uh, media outlets might think, yes. Um, so yeah, those are the people he's passed. Mike Trout currently, and this is Fangraphs War. Um, I and I pulled up just because they have the best leaderboards, um, most user friendly leaderboards. Mike Trout currently sits at sixty four point nine career F WAR. Mm-hmm. If he has, you know, a a good for a human being season, he will pass Tony Gwynn, <laughs> Edgar Martinez, Craig Biggio. Manny Ramirez, Tim Raines. Uh, so this year he is when he like goes from average Willie Hall of Famer McCarthy. to all-time great Hall of Famer. Ozzy Smith, Carlos Beltran is pretty easily in range. Uh, Jim Tomey's pretty attainable this year. Again, if he has a human season, not a Mike Trout season, but a human season. Um, Gary Carter and Pudge Rodriguez. So let's say, I mean, let's see. He's had three 10 F war seasons so far, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let's just say 10, maybe it's nine. Let's just, let's just for, for, for the sake of ease, let's say 10. That'll give him the 74.9. Um, that will put him 74.9, puts him right up, literally right above Johnny Bench. Um, again, but that there's catcher stuff in there. So, that's that's a little uh, a little touchy. Uh, Derek Jeter, he'll pass. Miguel Cabrera, Rafael Palmero, Eddie Murray, Frank Thomas, Rod Carew. That's a good group. Um, yeah, so that that's what ten will get him. That's wild. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I think actually good. Uh, James Smythe, who is a researcher with the Yes Network, I believe. Um, and James, if you're listening and I got your job wrong, I'm sorry. I know that's what you were doing for a while. I think that's what you're still doing. James Smythe tweeted me today. Or I don't know if he tweeted me, but he, he, put, he put it in my mentions one way or another. Um, I, actually, I forget it was that. James Smythe today tweeted. Let me find it. It was a career. Tra- it was a reasonable aging trajectory. Um, I want to get this right. Just because it's it's such a good stat. Oh, where is it? Here we go. James Smythe, a reasonable aging curve for Trout's age 27 to 38 seasons has him putting up about 85 war over the next 12 seasons. That's Chipper Jones' career on top of what Trout's (laughs) already done. So we're going to take Mike Trout's insanity already and then just throw all of Chipper Jones' career (laughs) on top. So even at 430 million, the Angels are still paying only about 5 million per win. It's, it's uh, all yes, ludicrous, still, man. Uh, he is still with the S Network, so I'm, I'm glad I got that right. And he does not have a playoff win yet. He's got 12 uh, career playoff at-bats. Mm-hmm. Great. Oh, uh, By the way, um, coming down the pipe right now, Ken Rosenthal tweeting, the Brewers are talking to Craig Kimbrell. Hmm. The draft pick compensation thing is still with him until, like, what, May? Is it May or June? Until after the draft. Yeah. After the draft. Hmm. And that's like the new reasoning as to why him and Keiko haven't been signed. 
That's such bullshit. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Brewers are pretty pretty loaded at this point. I think they can afford to lose the compensation. And I don't think they really... I don't know. I'd rather them get a starter. I'd rather them go Keiko than Kimbrell. The thing with Keiko is... um, Like, at this point, if you sign him, how long is it until he's ready? Yeah. To, like, take, a, take the ball every fifth day? And then... Is he still going to be good? Because like we've seen in the past, like the guys, especially the pitchers, who don't get a full spring training, they're they're pretty rough sometimes. Yeah, um, interesting. I think I I still think they should do it, but like because it's going to be cost you virtually nothing at this point. I think. Hmm. Um, but that that's that's one of the reasons to be wary of that. Um, but I agree. Like they they should. Uh, but but you know me like I like we talked about this last year like I'm super high on Woodruff and Burns. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds like a law firm. Yeah, um, like I I'm really high on those guys. Um, so I, I I'm thinking they'll probably both be in the rotation. I haven't even really been following Brewers spring training news, uh, but I I would assume they're both going to pitch out of the rotation. And just there, we saw what, what their biggest issue last year down the stretch was, was their starting pitching depth and they didn't do anything. Who was it that we were just like, why are you not trading for this guy? We, I remember having this conversation with you about it. Who was it? Was it a nationals guy? Who was it that they were just refusing to do anything to address their starter situation going into the playoffs? I don't remember who it was. I'm trying to remember. Was it a Indians guy? I don't think it was an Indians guy. No. Who was it? Oh. Um. I mean, they traded for Wade Miley. Yeah, but there was someone else that could have. No, they didn't even trade him. They signed him. They signed. They signed Wade Miley. That's right. Oh, God, was it Archer? Maybe I don't remember who it was. They went and got Geo. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Archer. I don't remember. The, the who Pirates it was. wound up doing that. I just remember it was we were having that conversation about like what what is the rationale for this team just not not doing it like the, just add another starter like you just. It, why you have this elite bullpen you have you're trading for everybody else like they traded for jonathan scope and not a starter and stuff like that it's, yeah that was a mistake right and they could have just done what they like just focused on acquiring a starter even if it's a low-end starter versus scope but whatever um are you surprised at all that mike trout got so much less than harper i mean uh that uh, harper got so much less than trout excuse me no okay um, and 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 no disrespect to Bryce Harper, I I I love Bryce Harper, but Mike Trout's the goat, so <laughs> this is what you do. Yeah, I just I still think it. Um, the hundred million was still kind of staggering. Like it was that hundred million for a few one fewer years. Yeah, like that. I wonder if that's the kind of thing that like if you're a Phillies fan, that might be the best thing to happen all off season outside of you getting a top five player in baseball is um, Bryce Harper now just seeing that Mike Trout, basically his AL rival, signed for one year uh, less and got $100 million more. I, I, well, like, he was actively recruiting Mike Trout. Well, I don't think it's like a... I'm saying that it's going to be like a... He, he doesn't like him now. They're going to be at odds, but more of like, oh, that... Damn. Like, he got $100 million more than me and he got a year less in his deal? Like, wow. And I'm, I I'm, mean, if I'm a Phillies fan, I would have been willing to pay that and more. Right. Like, the Phillies... They avoided. It's amazing. I want to. I want to see like a great piece on the Good Fighters. Someone else write this. Where like what all could have happened to this Phillies team if they did not get either Machado or Harper? When your owner starts out the offseason by saying we want to spend stupid money and then it getting down to the wire 
after Machado signs with the Padres. I mean, they did, in fact, wind up spending the stupid money. Right. That's great. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, it worked out, and they're probably going to win the division, and they're probably going to be really good for the next couple of years. Um, I, I just wonder, like, how this all would have gone if they didn't end up getting Harper, and he went to the Giants. Oh, the city would have burnt down. Like, oh, my God. It was just – I just – it had to be so tense in that Phillies front office the last month. It's got to have been insane. I just would have yeah. loved to have been a fly on the wall if they're like trying to figure this out. Um, they're like, because the owner put them in a bind, but also it's refreshing to have an owner who's like, oh, having a sports team is fun. Uh, I'm going to invest my money into it because it's supposed to be a fun little thing and uh, paying good what players a concept. to play baseball. Yeah, like, oh, this is not like a real estate uh, thing for me. I'm not trying to profit the off The new this. market inefficiency is getting good players. <laughs> yes. Um, shout out to the Braves. Um. <laughs> oh man, what are they? What the hell are they doing? Well, they're down to like two pitchers. Uh, overall. yeah, but like all the pitchers died. Mm-hmm. It turns out relying on a bunch of young pitchers, not great. I mean, I don't think it's the youth. It's just like they they all blew up. It because it, it, I just this is why you have depth. This is why you add one of the big names before uh, get the start of winter. This is why you signed Dallas Keuchel right. two months ago and let him try. Like so, you're not panicking going into the year. Like it's, I don't know, man. It they deserve what they get. That's my whole thing with the Braves. Is <laughs> they deserve their fate. They deserve Josh Donaldson to play in sixty-five games. They deserve everything that's coming to them. A huge regression year from Nick Marquez. They deserve that. Now, do we deserve Ronald Acuna MVP type year in the NL? Absolutely. Freddie Freeman, not on him. Although he is drinking the Braves Kool Aid juice, and I, I feel bad for him and AA having to hold Liberty Media's. Uh, water. I, I I do not feel bad for AA. You know why? Because you know, like it's hard for me to like determine and say, oh well, the GM is actually not on board with the ownership signings. I don't know that. And the current crop of GMs is a bunch of Ivy League business educated guys who got degrees that tell them don't spend your money hoard it and be rich you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like that's like the school of thought these guys come from so the you know so going so when you i i I don't know if this is true of alex anthopoulos or not and i could be wrong here but like it's hard for me to give any given gm the benefit of the doubt on these sorts of things um when that sort of mindset is being actively sought after um, in the game these days. And so when he goes out and says, oh, we never promised to spend money. We promised to get payroll flexibility. Like, uh, yes, that, that's, that's hard for me to, to give a pass to. The reason I look at him differently than other GMs, especially the, some of the younger ones is that I think he got it. Like his blue Jays days is what separates him is he went for it and he's shown that he is sure. someone who will spend money. And I, I think, I, I don't know. I, I just think if we didn't have any of the Toronto time frame to examine of double A's um, time as a GM, I think this would be a different, I, I think I would side with you on him just um, getting a pass because we like him. We think he makes good moves and it's not his fault. His hands are tied. It's the owner. Um, but I do think in this situation that, um, if he had it his way, I, I really do think he's a different case. I think you have to look at this by at, at a case by case sure. basis, and I think he's 
a little bit different. I actually do believe Alex Anthopoulos um, not being on board with Liberty Media um, being like, uh, re-sign Nick Marcakis for $3 million and uh, don't sign anything starting pitcher. Don't sign Kimbrell. Don't do any of this. Don't do that. Um, Josh Donaldson, remember him? Yeah, he's an Auburn kid. Braves fans will love him. Um, so we'll get him in. He grew up a Braves fan. Bring Brian McCann back. We'll put Jeff Rancor on the broadcast team. It's going to be uh, a member berry season and uh we're gonna win 93 games this year instead of nine it's like no the nl east like jeff schultz and i were talking about this in the athletic la- uh, he's of the athletic last week on the podcast and he made a good point that like a lot of the reason the braves went from 70 win projections to 90 is the nl east um wasn't good that the nationals underachieved they got to play the marlins a bunch they got to play the a bad mets team a bunch like they feasted if you look at their record against the nl east that's really oh, no, I, I I was never high on the Braves last year. Well, yeah, so it was kind of fool's gold, and that's why I was just banging this gavel that like if they think they're just gonna walk back in and win more than ninety games this year with the Nationals reloading, with the Phillies obviously getting Bryce Harper and uh, everybody else, like it's Juan Segura, and just their rotations gonna be better, and their uh, bullpens gonna be better. Like it's just top to bottom like it's the Mets won't be as bad as they were last year by all accounts it seems very unlikely that yeah no the Mets are gonna be decent so those wins are coming like they're probably gonna be close their uh, Braves fans just need to be be ready for the fact that they are going to be closer to their 2018 Pakota projections than what they are than what they finished last year like that's what I would bet on yeah I mean I I didn't have the Braves making the playoffs before all the pitchers got hurt yeah they're not making the playoffs and they don't deserve to that's my whole thing no they don't they just they, don't. They, they deserve don't. their fate. I hope this teaches Liberty Media a lesson. I can't wait for more reports of the battery making all this extra money and all this other stuff where it's like... Well, you, I mean, they're still going to turn a huge profit. Yes. So I mean, like, have you seen what they bought the care. team for and what the team they're, would they're, go for if they sold it right now? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you said, they'll learn, they'll learn the lesson, but their lesson is they're going to line their pockets like crazy. Right. So that's that's... They've fulfilled what they want to do. Right. Great stuff. Very healthy league that we like. Yeah, w- one wonderful sport we live in. <laughs> By the way, more stuff coming down the pipe. Uh, Mark Berman of uh, Fox in Houston, um, reliable source for this sort of stuff in the past. Uh, the Astros have reached an agreement on a six-year, $100 million contract with all-star third baseman Alex Bregman that includes this season. Deal covers this year and the three years he'd be eligible for arbitration, plus the first two years Bregman can become a free agent. Hmm. All right. So it is it is extension week. It is. Um, I'm getting your uh, on the spot reaction. Good deal. That's insanely. <laughs> the guy who had a case for that's AL a MVP crazy last year. Underpay. That's a ridiculous underpay. God, the Astros. If that if that report is in fact accurate, like I said, Berman's been on top of this stuff in the past. I checked; it's not a fake account. Um, I haven't seen confirmation from the big guys yet, but. Rosenthal did mention earlier they were trying to talk to Bregman about this stuff after they announced the Presley deal. Um, yeah, I don't know if you saw that Ryan Presley got a two-year, $17.5 million dollar extension. Well, okay. So this is another thing that I want to throw out. But, I mean, there are a couple other trout quick things I want to touch on. But um, Bregman's 24. Um, can you explain to me why the Astros are able to do this with Bregman and the Indians aren't even going to try and do this with Francisco Lindor? <laughs> oh, we're gonna talk about the Indians now. Okay. Um what the fuck is this? This whole story like so, them just so, saying so, like that... here's the thing about the Indians. 
the thing about the Cleveland Indians is that they don't deserve nice things. Right. Um, and I'm I'm sorry for all you Cleveland they're fans Braves out West. there. They're they're Braves Central, but like, um, yeah. So here's the thing about the Cleveland Indians. The Cleveland and and again, I apologize to Cleveland fans, you don't which you probably apologize. know. This I think already. all the fans are with us. Like we're on your and side. I, like, I, have, I, yeah. I adore Francisco Lindor. I adore Jose Ramirez. Um, those two guys are awesome. Um, Corey Kluber is a joy to watch. Carlos Carrasco is nice. Trevor Bauer uh, seems like a, a lot of fun. Agree to disagree. <laughs> um, but man, they are slimy sons of bitches over there. Um, like <sighs> when you start your off season by saying, Hmm, I wonder if it's a good idea to trade Corey Kluber. Not that just Kluber, off, it's also Bauer. That sets off ridiculous alarm bells. You know what I mean? This um, week they were still talking to the Padres. Yes, they yes, they the Padres are are talking to them about Bauer and Kluber and well, it's not likely to happen for opening day. Like can you like I would not be shocked if a couple months from now Corey Kluber or Trevor Bauer is a San Diego Padre. I would not be shocked by that. Yeah. Um, so let's look at the Pakota real quick, because here's, here's where the insanely, um, pessimistic logic comes in. I think um, they're projected for like 94 wins or something this year. Not pessimistic. What, what's the, what's the, uh, word I'm looking for here? Cynical? Uh, cynical. There we go. Cynical. Um, the, the, the really cynical logic. The Cleveland Indians are projected by Pakota to go 96 and 66. And why is that? Despite the fact that they... Filled their outfield. This they spent their offseason. This at wait, but filling their you outfield. Go, can you name their three outfield starters off the top of your head? I can actually okay. because I'm a freak. <laughs> um, Jake for the Bowers. Listener, can you recite them for us? Jake Bowers is probably going to play left field. Um, Tyler Naquin's in the mix. Jordan Luplo is going to play right field. They also have Leonis Martin. Okay, there we go. Um, and Bowers is going to play first base when they got Carlos Santana back. Um, but yeah, so they, they acquired Jordan Luplo from from the Pirates. And if you've never heard of him, he's a up-and-down guy for the Pirates. He's 25 years old, so maybe there's something in there. Who knows? Um, we all know who Tyler Naquin is. We know who Leonis Martinez is. Jake Bowers, big-time prospect, but he had he, he had a buck 94 last year with, with the Rays. Um, they acquired him, too, which is – that's a fine upside play. And he was going to play first base before they got Santana back. And I, I didn't mind that trade. That That's a decent upside play, but whatever. Um but, you know, it's not like there were no good outfielders this winter. You could have had A.J. Pollock. You could have – I mean, Adam Jones just signed for a song. And I, I thought from the beginning of the of the winter that Adam Jones to the Indians makes so much sense. Because um, he doesn't need to play center field because they have Leonis Martin. He can play a corner, and he's a good clubhouse guy. He would, he would fit right in over there. Especially might, when you, you know, lose Michael Brantley, who by all accounts was their clubhouse leader the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so you lose Brantley. Who was um, very close so, to Francisco Lindor, by the way. And Yeah. It, there are so many different layers here. <laughs> like, I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if Adam Jones, like, throttled Trevor Bauer at some point. <laughs> but, you know, um, can you imagine those two in a room together? Oh, my God. Um yeah, so we're not going to do anything to our outfield. We're going to actively explore trading one of the, the, the you know six or seven best pitchers in baseball um, 
because we have this humongous cushion built in. Um, the the next team in Pakota in the AL Central is the Minnesota Twins, who did some stuff this offseason, but are projected to go 82 and 80. But Byron um, Buxton yeah. having a good spring. Oh, that's never happened before. Um, <laughs> next in third place, you have the Royals at 72 and 90. And then the White Sox who, you know, did their whole, we tried thing. And now they're going to be 22 games under. And then the white, and then the Tigers. Um, Wait, but the is, thing about the, like, is Casey projected to have more wins than Chicago by two wins. So it's fudge factor there, uh-huh. but yeah. I'd, uh, give me the White Sox over there. But anyway, continue. So, like, here's the thing. So, you know, let's say you do trade Corey Kluber and get back oodles of prospects and or young players. The okay. timelines don't match. But then the amount of timelines. It's because it's, it's well, I mean, you're in contention I mean, now. You don't trade your best pitcher now. This is it. But, like, you're but, in your but, last but, two but years. Chase, you can save money. You can save wonderful money. Um, You're so already going like, to save money because if you look at their contract, but like, look at what their books are for 2020. But they could save more money. Um, <laughs> they if they don't resign, if they move on from Lindor and they move on from Bauer and they oh move on from Kluber, God. they're down to nothing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Look at their payroll know, in 2021. I know. I know. They have nothing on the books. Um why would so, you trade Kluber now? Why would you not keep adding like one or two years? Like why? Precious, wonderful money. Um, There's no reason not to just see this but, through for the last two years. I could but, understand but, but, but a little bit. Let's talk about the logic of this. Let's talk about the logic of this. So you th- you're like, okay, we can afford to be cheap and save all this money because we have this humongous cushion between us and the next best team. So let's, you, again, you trade Corey Kluber, you get back, I don't know, stuff. Let's say you get, I mean, they, they wouldn't, I don't, I doubt they would get Francisco Mejia back, but, um, let's say you get Fernando Tatis Jr. Julio, uh, not Julio, uh, uh, Luis Arias, Mm -hmm. Luis Arias is going to come and play second base and you get one of their pitching prospects. Like, like you get Paddock or something fine, whatever. Um, Paddock slots into your rotation, maybe August or next year. Great. You got Luis Arias at second base. You got Paddock. You got some other stuff down there. Maybe they got like Buddy Reed or whatever. Um, you've done something to your club. You've you're a worse team, but you'd have something. You're also saving money, and you've got you know you've got your young stars. You still got Carrasco. You still got Bauer. You still got Clevenger and Bieber. Um, but you know what happens if oh I don't know Francisco Lindor gets hurt like he just did. Um, now you're down Corey Kluber and, you know, there's your, your, you know, you, in that scenario, you need both Lindor and Ramirez to one, stay healthy. And has gone. Jan Gomes is and, gone. And two, you need Ramirez and Lindor to ball out. Yes. And lo and behold, Lindor's already hurt. So thank God they haven't traded Corey Kluber because, you know, that's part of their cushion. It's gone. That you don't have one of your two MVP caliber position players. Maybe it's only for a month according to what I've read, but maybe it's longer because injuries are freaky things like that. Um, yeah. The, 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 <sighs> Can you explain to me why they don't want to lock up the best player they've had in a generation? Because that would cost money. Just I can understand even Kluber not wanting to pay him in his mid thirties. Yeah. He's Whatever. like 33. Yeah. That's fine. Whatever. Francisco Lindor, you pay your superstars the bare minimum. What are you doing? What is the point of drafting and developing a superstar and then just letting him walk? 
but but here's the thing about Francisco Lindor, right? So he's not just one of the ten best players in baseball. He's right behind Mookie Betts. He, but he's not just one of the ten best players in baseball. He is a magnetic personality. Mm. You want to watch Francisco Lindor play baseball? That's because because he's good. Because he's freaking cool. Francisco Lindor is the coolest guy on on the planet. He is a magnetic engaging personality he is exactly the kind of player you want to put in front of your fans and say this is our guy francisco lindor sells so much for you i just i don't get it i don't get it this is all stupid and they deserve their fate like it is the most cynical possible approach and okay so to their they, credit they, they, to the- their credit they have not traded Corey Kluber or Trevor Bauer Don't yet. Don't give them credit for that. One of those guys are getting but, but moved. Yeah, that, There's just too much might, smoke. That One of those two are getting moved. They ha- that might just be because they haven't found a deal they yes. like yet. Like I said, I would not be shocked if one of those guys is playing in a Padres uniform in a couple months. Not even just Padres. I could just see Bauer anywhere else. They know, like, they, based on that Ken Rosenthal piece, they know they're not re-signing Kluber. They know they're not re-signing Bauer. They know they're not going to pay Lindor. Like, it's all super cynical, but it just seems like... Yep. Why not get something for him now? We're not resigning him. They've already resolved themselves to not. Okay. So this, you know uh, this, this season... sounds like, you know what this sounds like? What? The Miami Marlins. God. But at least the Marlins, when they go to the playoffs, they win. They win, baby. <laughs> they make the most of it. Remember how fun, how much fun the, the Cleveland run to the world series was? Yes. That was my favorite world series of my life. Uh, since I've been like that, that was such a fun team. That was just a fun series. You remember where you were when yes. we were up at like one o'clock in the morning for that game. We remember, we remember the, um, the Rashi Davis home run. My life. Yeah. It, That's one of the best games ever. God. Oh my God. It just, it sucks. I'm sorry, Indians fans. You don't deserve this. Um, the only major le- major league level uh, contract that they have signed this offseason. Would you like to guess who it is? Do you know? They've signed they one guy. Ali Perez, right? It's only Oliver Perez. That's their only major league contract they've handed out in a contention year. Was, was the Ramirez extension over the winter or was it during the season? Because I, I know they extended Jose Ramirez, like they they paid Jose Ramirez. Yes. That was like one of those where they're like, we this dude shouldn't be a superstar, but we developed him. Like it was one of those things where it it he's still an amazing story. What he turned into based on how he came in and how he rose the pipeline and everything. But um, I'm not sure when he he signed his extension um, off the top of my head. But um, the other thing in that story that I thought was hilarious is they're just assuming that they're going to reload and get some stuff for these three. And then just be right back to where they were from 2016 to 2019. That they're just going to get right back into contention. They're going to... Is that what they're assuming? Yes. That's what they're clearing the books. Yeah, they're really... Is it though? Yes. I wish I shared your your confidence. I think they're planning on just clearing the books. And I think they think it's all super clean. It's just going to be like, they're just going to wipe their hands of this era, move on, start over, hit on every single prospect all over again, and do some cool stuff. I I, I don't even think it's, it's that. I don't even think it's that. I think it's they know that they can field a middling team and enjoy their TV money. Yeah. They dropped 
$100 million in their payroll from last year to this year in one of the last years of their contention window. Yes. It was going to be 220, $220 million if they re-signed everybody. That's what they were crying. It's like, oh, we can't just, we just can't do it. So they got it down to 120. <laughs> That's what they traded Yon Gums, not because they believed in Palecki. It's because they just didn't want to pay him. They just, yeah. they just move guys during their contention window. Like this is just, it's, it's unhealthy and just insanity for them to go down to a $120 million payroll in one of their last two years max of pseudo contention. It's all idiotic. Oliver Perez, you kidding me? Carlos Gonzalez on a minor league contract? What? Yeah. God. Chase, why do, why do you think that Craig Kimbrell wasn't re-signed by the Red Sox on the first day of the offseason? Uh, why? Because he would cost money. Well, Kimbrell is the one guy I do think it's actually on him. Because the contract but he no, wanted... No, 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 no. If he wanted no, four see, years, no, if see, that's true... You don't get to play that... No, see, here's the thing. You don't get to play that card when your bullpen looks the way that Boston's does. You're one of the richest teams in baseball... And you just got even more money because you just won the goddamn World Series. That's true. So you would have given him the four-year deal. I would have given him a blank check. Hmm. Who was the last one to get like a four-year deal like that? What was it? BJ Ryan? Want to say uh, Andrew Miller? What did BJ Ryan get with the Blue Jays? I thought he got like a five-year deal. He got something stupid, but Miller got stupid money too. Hmm. But, but, but like again, okay. So here is the Red Sox bullpen. The Red Sox bullpen is Ryan Brazier, Matt Barnes, and whoever comes in off the street that day. Yeah. Maybe I'll give some credit to Tyler Thornburg, but he hasn't been healthy and productive and whoever and who knows how long. Um yeah, that's the Red Sox bullpen. I'm not they gonna get mad at the Red Kelly. Sox though, because at least they spend yeah, top three every single year. Their payroll, Dave Dombrowski I, I, is not a GM that I'm actually mad at ever. No, I, I get that, but it's the stupid little cost cutting crap. Yeah. Like if I'm a Red Sox fan, I, I'm happy I just won the World Series, but I'm looking at the Yankees reloading. I'm looking at all the young, exciting players I have. I'm saying, where's my damn dynasty? I mean, that still might be here. Chase, they're 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 if you want to do it, like I would get it if it was anything other than like a closer. Closers are too volatile for me. I I would never. But, uh, okay, there's closers and there's having a competent bullpen. It's not a matter of having a closer. That's fair. If it's you want to, it's a matter. It's a matter of not just be Kimbrel thing, and that they should have spent money on other relievers. Then I'm with you. Just, okay, so Adam Warren was a g- solid to good reliever for the Yankees for the last six years. He signed at the end of February or the beginning of March with the Padres for three million dollars. You tell me the Red Sox could have done that? Yeah, or like what the guy Robertson I thought made a lot of sense. Robertson. Literally any reliever with a pulse made sense for them. And they came out and literally said to the press, we are done spending on our bullpen. Yeah, that's weird. You are the Boston Red Sox. You have more money than God. And you're done spending on your bullpen? I have a qu- I have another question about the Indians. Who do you think they're... Uh, you know what? It's hilarious that they're marketing themselves as something that they're getting the benefit of the doubt for. Of like, hey, we're not spending money this winter, but you know what we do? Because we're the Cleveland Indians, we're we're savvy, we're a smart franchise. We make uh, August big decisions. Andrew Miller, Josh Donaldson. Who are they going to do this year? Where it's like, see, we're spending. Who are they going to trade for <laughs> in August? Where we're like, okay, this is the, the Indians are doing it again. Um, Greenkey. Let, let me pull up my big handy dandy list of upcoming free Blake Snell. Because you know they're trading for. A, for either a rental or right. a yeah a pre-arb guy, 
Um, and it's probably a rental because they don't really have the prospect capital anymore to trade for a, a really sexy pre-arb guy. Um, Who's the last year? Who is someone that there? We can just see it. Let's being an see. I right, let's start with outfielders. Yeah. Okay, we've got Nick Castellanos. Oh, I could definitely see that. We've got Matt Kemp, Yasel Puig, Adam Jones. <laughs> God. Corey Dickerson. I like Corey Dickerson. That's a good fit. I like Corey Dickerson too. That's a really good fit. Marcelo Zuna, if the cards fall off the table. I think they're going to get this year. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I think they will too. Um, Starling Marte has a 11.5 million club option for next year. And the buyout's only 2 million, so they might do that. So it's probably going to be like a pirate. Yeah, I, I like Dickerson or Dickerson or Marte, maybe Adam Jones. Um, I think they're they going to do Adam Jones. He would have already done it. Projected designated hitter right now is their minor, minor league deal with Hanley Ramirez. So That's not in great. the D, in their DH, uh, there is Avi Garcia or Kendrys Morales or they're not. They're, they Chris Davis. There, I don't know if they would trade him in division. Um, Chris Davis is. Did he get an extension? Hmm. Yes, he did. I yes, Chris Davis. Yeah, no. The, I think that like man, Chris the A's are going to be interesting. Um, um, let's see what else we got here, and then let's go to starting pitchers because you know maybe somebody gets hurt. Uh, Cole Hamels. Um, another team. Great work this off season, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the freaking Cubs. <laughs> let's talk about not spending money. First of all, you know. Those poor, poor rickets. They mm. just don't have any more money. That's what they told us after. They don't even know how to use All email. We're, 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 we're out of money. We're the Chicago Cubs, and we own TD Bank, but we're out of money. Oh, no. Um, let's look at – let's talk about that. Yeah, let, I, I went on the Red Sox, but let's talk about the Chicago Cubs and Craig Kimbrell, okay? Um, the Cubs' current projected opening day bullpen is a, a wonderland of delights. Um. First of all, let's talk about who isn't healthy because they're, they might Stratton. be more populous. How's he? How's my guy? They might be more populous than who is healthy. Um, Brandon Morrow will start the season on the DL. Mm-hmm. Shocker. Um, Pedro Strope, unfortunately, is hurt. God, he's my favorite uh, story, too. Like the most dependable reliever of like the last five years who's not like a superstar closer. Pedro Strope is really good. Um, uh, come on, roster resource load, load, load. My, my old computer is ancient. I've got good news, though. Cubs relievers Morrow and Strip are progressing well, according to ESPN. Sure. Also, uh, on Cubby's crib, Chicago Cubs with a deep bullpen. Who will be the closer? So apparently it's deep now. Okay, so Tony Barnett, who they brought in, mm-hmm. who's actually pretty decent, um, has shoulder discomfort, doubtful for opening day. Xavier Cedeno, who they brought in on a really cheap deal. Um, Solid pitcher. I don't know why the, the Brewers cut him. Xavier Stadium has risk discomfort. He's questionable for opening day. Brandon Morrow, as we know, had elbow surgery. He's doubtful for opening day. Pedro Strope is banged up. Might make it, might not. You got Carl Edwards, Steve Ciszek, Mike Montgomery, Brad Brock. That was a good signing. Um, another guy the Red Sox could have had for super cheap. Uh, Brandon Kinsler, who is not good anymore. Brian Dunsing, who is not good. Um, and Tyler Chatwood. Yeah. That's that's the uh, big bad Cubs bullpen. Also, why is C-Shack- Addison Russell still on this team? 
um, because it's cheaper to is do he that just way. Con- is he going to actually play for them this year? Oh, yes, 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 yes. He will. God. You know when Addison Russell will get cut by the Cubs? When he sucks. Yeah. Because let's say it's it. It's like Jose he's Reyes. Not that, he's not that good to start with. Mm-hmm. And he's trending downward anyway. Um, so if he, if he becomes unplayable, then yeah, they'll cut him. Um, but yeah. God. That sucks. Uh, it is incredible. Like we, everybody loved the Cubs in 2016. Like they were, they like they were so much fun and so lovable. Um, I still like Baez. Heel, He's still fun. The, but the overall heel turn of the Chicago Cubs has been insane. Even for Joe Madden, he was like the most lovable manager. But you five know, years Joe ago. Madden was never that great. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just because like people loved him as like, the underdog with the Rays, and then going well and because green. it was because he was with the Rays. Yes, and, like, I think they that's were what it plucky, was. Yeah. They were the plucky little team with no money, mm-hmm. and they had their their freakazoid manager who made things work <laughs> with his funky glasses and his RV and his wine and the the, the animals in the clubhouse. And whatnot. can we at least still like Jack McKeon? Yeah, he's fine. Do you know he's back um, in baseball this year? Yes, he is. The Nationals. Yes, Jack Rizzo. There's a like uh, God. How great would it be if we got Jack McKeon replacing David Martinez this year? Nationals just double like let's just making up for the sins of firing Dusty Baker. Just promote Jack McKeon. Give him one year, one shot. Could he make it a year? He doesn't travel with the team. They have someone yeah. else do it for like the, somebody else travels with the team and he he does all the home games. How old is he? He's got to be close to ninety. Yeah, something like that. He is uh, eighty-eight years old. Still in Jeez. baseball. Love that guy. Um, but yeah, so so the Cubs, you want to talk about one major league free agent signing. Tell me who the Cubs brought it on. An, uh, who did the Cubs bring in on major league deals this year? That's a good question. Can it be worse than what the Indians did? Can it be worse? Well, they have two. So. Well, and we have to give them the one benefit of the doubt, which is they won. Like, I, I do look at some of these situations where I'm like, eh, you won your title. I'll give you a pass. The Indians, you didn't win. You don't get a pass. The Cubs don't get a pass either. They're all still really young. That's true. But they won. I just, there's something about winning. But and, they could have won, like, three. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I'm, I, maybe I'm just, I'm, I'm but, nice but on but that you know front. What? So, but, so, but here's the, the Cubs are one of the richest teams in baseball. They should be going out and blowing guys out of the water. To supplement their young core. Would you, like you know to what guess mean? how many of their positional players are uh, over the age of 30 years old right now? Who's Ooh, the Cubs? Yep. Starting opening day. One. Zero. Well, it depends on if Zobers is in the lineup, but yeah. Yeah, he's a utility guy. I don't think you can count him as an everyday player anymore. He plays pretty often. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, he won't start opening day, right? Yeah, he might. Where? Second base. Over Baez? I guess Russell. Baez will be playing short. Yeah, that's true. That's all. Yeah, I guess that's right. Well, given that, but he's still utility. And that's it. Even if we give them Baez, that's it. I mean, I would rather play Baez at short and Zobrist at second than Russell at short and Baez at second. Um, there was a shortstop on the market uh, this winter that could have solved a lot of these problems, right? There was. How about that? <laughs> there was so much talk about like the White Sox with Reinsdorf. It's like, he's never paying Manny Machado. It's not happening. They've never paid a free agent. Like, it's just not happening. And the, all the all the just eyeballs were the, on them bringing in Yonder Alonso and, like, friends of Machado. And John Jay. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
why were we not looking at the Cubs? Like the Cubs, they benefited so much from the White Sox just bringing. You know in who friends. else would have made a lot of sense for the Chicago Cubs? Um, let's think here. Uh, uh, Bryce Harper. Also, Dallas Keuchel. I think they could they could use another starter. They, they have five guys. They have five guys. I, I just do you like their five? Yeah, actually, I do. Okay. McGuire's hurt already. Depends on what I expect Darvish. pretty good things. I expect pretty good things out of Darvish this year. Okay. Um, Cole Hamels is fine. He's fine. They picked up his option. He's fine. Um, Lester is Lester. He's going to keep pitching until he's 50 and more power to him. I hope so. Uh, Kyle he's Hendricks only 34, is good. though. He's 35. I thought he was 34. He's 35. Okay. I love how um, it seems, it, that seems so much older than 34. The 34, 35 bump. Um, Hendricks is Hendricks and Quintana, whatever he can be good. So I'm fine with their rotation actually. Okay. Quintana, there was some, there was some weird stuff. Uh, yeah. He's had a rough landing there. Not um, great. um, there was one other thing. Was there anything else on that? Oh, the last thing I wanted to touch on the, another no, no, but, no, 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 you, 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 <laughs> you didn't tell me, you didn't tell me who the Cubs major league signings were this year. I don't see any, who was it? Who are we missing? It was, uh, Brad Brock, like I said. Yes. But I'm saying outside of that. Uh, Daniel Descalso. Oh, I forgot about Oh, who could forget? <laughs> Big bad Daniel <laughs> Descalso. You know, my favorite thing about the, the Diamondbacks over the last few years was their like propensity for hitting Daniel Descalso like fifth or fifth or sixth. Just like all the time. It was great. You know what else was great? Them not paying J.D. Martinez and then folding after six months. And of then shipping all Goldsmiths <laughs> for a song. You want to talk about nothing. cynicism. They got nothing for him. <laughs> you want to talk about cynicism. Jesus. Luke Weaver and Carson Kelly <laughs> for the face of your franchise. Can someone free my guy, Zach Grinky? Can we get him on the Braves finally? Can it finally happen? Oh, my God. Can someone get Zach Greinke out of Arizona? Get him in a big media market. Did you see there was he had some quote? Uh, I think it was in the New York Times. Someone did a story and quoted him in it. And the the blurb I saw was um, the reporter was asking him a question, and Greinke started to answer it, and then mid answer just goes, "I'm gonna be honest, man. I completely forgot what you asked me." Um, uh, he's the best. Zach Greinke is just. I, I've I've loved this guy since I was in high school. It's amazing that he's still really good at his job, considering um he was coming onto the scene when I was in high school, and he's still just amazing. He's not Kansas City Royal, great, but um he's been my favorite pitcher. My just, I mean, he had a pretty damn good year last year. Yeah, Zach Greinke, Hall of Famer, absolutely. There we go. God, I love it. Um, last thing, and then we'll wrap up here. Um, the Pirates. A team. Speaking of people who don't spend money, the Pirates, man. Real quick, Chase, Chase, real quick, real quick. <laughs> who, what is the Pirates' biggest uh, contract ever given out? Nate McClough? <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon? No. Let me think. Uh, Barry Bonds? No. Who am I forgetting? Is there someone big I'm forgetting? Oh, Roberto Clemente? No, no, come on, man. Recent. Recent. Um, well, relatively recent. Relatively recent. Um, I really felt good about my Nate McLeod answer. Um that, that was a that was a nice pull. That was a nice back shelf pull right there. Can I tell you I I was at the Braves game when they announced that they traded for Nate McLeod and I went nuts. It's like we needed this guy. 
I'm so excited. Dave McCloud would have had like a really good like three or four years in like in the early 2010s. It was weird. He was great. Love Nate like, McLeod. Like, like he just came out of nowhere with the Orioles and, and went nuts. Yeah. Love that guy. Um, a, a lefty you could pull and just didn't make any sense. He was kind of Brett Gardner in a little bit. Uh, yeah. Uh, By the way, it's Jason Kendall. No way. For $60 million. Jason Kendall. For $60 million. Jesus. Oh my God. I never would have guessed Jason Kittle. I forgot he was a pirate. That's unbelievable. He was like the face of the franchise for a little bit. Was he? Yeah. Jason Kendall? You're thinking of the Royals. Jason Kendall, face of the Pirates? It was dark times for them, man. God, he's 44 now. Hmm. That's wild. I forgot he was a pirate. I just completely forgot Jason Kendall, his whole thing. I just, whenever I think of him, oh God, his bio on Baseball Reference looks like a Jason Kendall picture from 1998. Um, That's wild. It's not good, Bob. Um, But a career 41.7 more. Not bad. He was not a bad player. No, not at all. Okay. It's better than I would have guessed. Um, But yeah, so the Pirates team, the last thing that we we're going to talk about was they don't spend money and they punted on their contention. Do you know how rich uh, Bob Nutting is? Uh, I'm going to say pretty wealthy. He's insanely wealthy. Mm-hmm. And they have such a pretty park. It's probably the best park in baseball. Really want to get there at some point. Have you been? I have not, and I, I, I'm really upset about that. Um, I would like to go at some point. My sister actually is going to school in Pittsburgh, so I have an excuse to get out there at some point. Um, so hopefully I will and then catch a game there. Yeah. Well, this is going to be weird for them this year for a multitude of levels. Can I lay out uh, just a couple things that makes this team really weird? Especially oh, please in- do. Please do. So the NL Central is stacked. They're yes. are, like the Reds are going for it. Like it's probably yes, not going to work and, out. And that's awesome. Yeah, they're. It's great that they're trying. <laughs> that's their motto. More power this year. to them. Man. It's great that they're trying. Um, because if they had traded Scooter Jeanette and all, it's like, oh god, they're doing it too. But they're, you know, what? Sonny Gray. Maybe he's revitalized there. And they gave him some money. That's true. Um, but Adam Frazier, poised for a breakout. I was going through some fan stuff. I'm like, oh my god. Like they predicted he might win the NL batting title this year. Really? Yes. Adam Frazier, if you look at his second half, like his August post August first stats, they're pretty insane. Um you have him there. You have Colin Moran, who was a first round pick at third base. You have Colin Moran's not gonna start. Is he not? They said Gung is the starting third baseman and they're gonna use him in a utility role. Oh, that's not great. Um I not loving that. Um For a number of reasons. Yeah. So Juno you know, you know, Russell. Back in baseball, he's back. Yeah, he is. Like, which they have not got enough crap for. He's just back. That's just a thing. I I encourage you if you do not know the story behind this, go research it. It's unbelievable. This dude is still back. He literally couldn't even come back at one point. No, that's why he wasn't here last year. Like, (laughs) he's just back. But because it's the Pirates, no one cares. Um, but we love like, the I actually saw a story like oh his redemption like oh, fuck that <laughs> Jesus um, so you have Adam Frazier poised breakout guy a dude in the outfield that we both love Corey Dickerson you have Sterling Marte still Josh Bell Frazier uh, we'll see where, where on fan graphs are you seeing Adam Frazier winning the batting title uh, it was on today it was one of their outrageous predictions I, I don't see any projection on the fan graphs page on, on his player page no it's not a, let me pull it up right now 
The, the, I, the highest one I see here is the fans projection for 295. Steamers got him at 273. Zips have him at 274. And over on BP, Pakoda has him hitting 271. No, I'm saying that they. this was like a story on Fangraphs today about... Like a bold prediction yes. kind of thing? It was... Who wrote... It was today. I read, where was it? I don't have it in front of me. Let me see if I can find it while we're talking. Was it the outfield rankings? No, it was just like a bunch of boomer bust. It was someone... It was, he was a rotograph guy. Let me pull it up. You're putting me on the spot. Nick. Well, you're you're coming at me telling me Adam Frazier for the batting title. That was the that, outlandish that, prediction. I I don't. That, I'm not making it up. It was there. And I think Adam Frazier is a good little player, but like sleeper, normal times, Max Kepler. Where was it? I'm losing my mind. It's somewhere here. I'm gonna find it at some point. All right. I can't look at it while we're recording. I'll send it to you after. But I swear, it exists. Okay. I swear it exists. But yeah, so so they said that uh, Jung Ho Gung is going to be the starting third baseman. They're going to start Eric Gonzalez at short um, for reasons beyond understanding when they have Kevin Newman. Um, oh, I and found it. Moran- Ten hours ago. Okay. Trey Bont, uh, Trey. Oh, but they deleted it. That's why. 404 page not found. It was there. Wow. Oh, man. See, I'm not crazy. So if you Google 2019 bull predictions on fan graphs, it's by Trey Braun, and it was there 10 hours ago when I was reading and it. And at 404. Yes. That's rough. So it existed. All right. Not crazy, folks. It existed, but if you did not see it before it went 404, it uh, had Adam Frazier for the batting title as a bull prediction this year. I mean, that's a fun bull prediction. I'll give him that. So... If that happens, that makes the NL Central even crazier if the Pirates are sneaky good. You have Chris Archer back, and then you have a starting pitcher that I wanted to get your take on. Do you think okay. Jameson Talon? How do you pronounce this dude's name? Tyon. Tyon. Is he on track to be an ace? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think he's good. Mm-hmm. I think he's a solid second or third starter. Um, And I'm not trying to, like, you know trash Jameson Tyon here. Like he's a good pitcher. He's overcome a lot. And I give him all the credit in the world for that. I, I he's a great story. He's a good pitcher. I just don't see him as ace material. Um like for me, like an ace is a very exclusive title. I think he is a front of the rotation starter. I don't think he's an ace. But you also have Chris Archer, who will be back this year in Pittsburgh. Is I just I think there's the makings of a very annoyingly Chase, when was the last time Chris Archer pitched like an ace? Four years ago. Okay. Can he be good? Can he still be a good pitcher? He's a fine pitcher. So you have that. You have my guy, Jameson. Is there a, is there a case to be made that the Pirates might be annoying in the NL Central? They'll be a, they'll be a pest team, sure. Do they have a shot at um, the playoffs? No. Okay. I mean... I don't know. I just was this afternoon. I was talking myself. Dakota's the got them at eighty and eighty-two. I'm just waiting for. I guess it will just like once they trade Corey Dickerson. You're like, oh, okay, I know what they're doing. All right. So, so like to be fair, Dakota's got them at eighty and eighty-two, mm. and the Brewers, the Brewers winning the division at eighty-eight wins. See, and, and so and so like they won eighty-two last year. But then, like they also have the Cubs at seventy-nine, eighty-three, which I could see happening frankly 
Um, I think this division is going to be super tight. I would not be shocked if the Cubs bottom out. And so, uh, but like, what do you mean bottom out? Like that, like just the, the, the wheels come off like last in the division bottoming out. Yeah. That's, that's what Pakoda has in that right now. What does Pakoda have the Cubs at? 79 and 83. Jesus. That would be a 16 win drop off from this past year. But like, would that shock you? Yes. Cause I don't Why? think they're there. I think if they get to that point where they're trending that way, they're going to go full Dodgers and just do something drastic with what? I don't know, but they're just going to do it. I mean, like, there's only so much Nico Horner can get you in a trade. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think that team, I, I think yep, Epstein will do something. I, I would, I would bet on them trend, like, if they were trending I, bad, that they're a team that's going to, that they're going to do something. And as much as I like, like I said, I said, that I like the rotation. The youngest guy in the rotation is 29. They all have injury concerns of some sort. Like, I mean, except like Lester's been durable as hell, but like, uh, again, he's 35 years old. So again, if the wheels come off there, I can't be shocked. Um, Darvish and Darvish is coming back from Tommy John surgery. Cole Hamels is 35. Quintana has had weird stuff and they have no rotation depth. Their next guy up is Tyler Chatwood, who they had to send to the bullpen because he couldn't stop walking guys. Montgomery's banged up and they're, could they be a bad destination? The, the, they're guys in the 40 man for the, for starting pitching depth. And, or, and I quote Alec Mills, Dwayne Underwood, Jr. Kyle Ryan, Jen Hoseng, uh, Dwayne Underwood, Jr. Albert Alzale is already hurt. I, I believe, um, it, there's no good depth here at, to speak of. Um, and they're pretty much out of trade assets. Like I said, like they, like their, 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 their system perked up a little bit this past season. Um, but again, there's only so much Nico Horner can get for you. Hmm. Yeah. We'll have to see. We'll, so we'll like, see. again, in back of that shaky, like good, but shaky rotation is a bullpen that is just. A, a a a avoid a, a a gaping maw into the abyss basically um and the offense that performed last year part of that is chris bryant getting hurt but yeah okay um last thing and then we'll go who is going to get the next mega mlb contract who is it are we talking like the, the run of extensions right yes. now or just the Okay, so next big extension that we're just gonna be like, Jesus, he got what? Like he got what? As in that's a steal, or in that's a lot of money? That's a lot of money. Okay, so this is somebody that like you have to like reasonably. It's not a throw a lot of money situation. Hmm. You know, it's not gonna be Ronald Acuna. <laughs> no, they they have years before that. Um, we got Arenado done. We've got a lot of guys done now. I'm trying to avoid the most obvious answer. Mookie Betts. Yeah, and the second most obvious answer for that part. Who is um, the second? Chris Sale. I don't think that's obvious. Yeah, they he's did a, just throw he's money. He's going to be a free agent next year. They did just throw money at Evaldi. Um, I don't think he's on the Red Sox after this year. Maybe not. I don't think. Okay. Starting pitching depth in next. Oh God. Next winter. Can you imagine with the amount of starting pitching talent on, on the free agent? 
um, been. Well, that depends heavily on how much you value Madison Bumgarner right now. That's fair. I guess it's just a lot of big names are going to be available potentially next December. I mean, I'm assuming the Pirates pick up Archer's option. That's not a big name. Yeah. What Yelich isn't up for anything soon, right? No, he's got four years left. Yeah. Um, I mean, Garrett Cole's on the market next year. Yep. It's all starting pitching on the market next year. And Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. I don't think that's, I don't think Goldschmidt's going to be on it either. I think they're going to work something out. Maybe. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he went back to St. Louis, but I think he'd want to test the market. Hmm. But who knows anymore? I just, it, when with, you look with at the it, way like, th- with the way, the way things are going, who knows if he's going to test the market or not, but is it Seager? Corey Seager? Yeah. No, they need to see how his elbow holds up first. Do they though? Yeah. Okay. Because if he's not a shortstop anymore, then that that's money off that off the table. Um. So who's left? Who's the next big one? We know it's not Lindor. It should be Lindor, more. maybe. Um, um, let me look at this. Um, it's not Chris Bryant, that's for sure. No. He's got one foot out the door already. Um. Oh, man, I, I want to give you a good answer here. I asked the good questions on this podcast. You, you did. You, you do. Um, okay. I think I got one. Okay. And I haven't really seen anything to this effect yet. Lewis Branson. But, no, no. Um, who I, I do, Dakota has him with a nice little projection this year, by the way. Um, I'm going to give you Trey Turner. Oh, yes. I was not expecting that. Okay. Oh no, no. Actually, no, they'll do the, they'll do they'll do this before they do Turner, but they should do Turner. And uh, Anthony Rendon. I think that's the answer. I like there that. has been press about that. He is going to be a free agent this winter. Um, he is w- way better than you think. If you're not an NL East fan, um, and if you are an NL East fan, you know how good he is. Um, they need him now that Bryce is gone. I mean, they've got Soda, they got Turner, but they need him if they're going to keep this thing going. Yeah, I mean, they got Corbin, they got Scherzer, they still got a lot of talent. The Nationals could easily win the NL East this year without they Bryce could. Harper. They could, they could. Um, and they're going to spend. If you go through payrolls year after year, the the Lerner family spends. They just defer all the money. Yes. <laughs> Um, I like that answer. Trey Turner or Anthony Rendon. I'm going to go Rendon. They'll, they'll, they would they would do Rendon before they do Turner. Um, but I would not be shocked if Turner if they give Turner some money this year. All right, Nick. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug before you get out of here tonight? Um, yes, actually. So, um, I, this isn't official yet. I've been playing with the idea. Um, I put out a survey about it. Um, that I didn't get. Um. But I didn't get as many responses on it as I would like. But I am considering um, starting some sort of newsletter thing, um, some sort of exclusive content or whatever. Um, that would be you, – you would subscribe to it. Um, I don't know if I want to make it paid. I'm thinking about making it paid just because you know, I like money and I'm going trying to put my th- – I'm, I'm in school right now, so uh, I, money is good. Um, but – I'm considering doing that. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, reach out and, um, let me know. Um, just 
A, if you're interested or not, or B, if um, you are, what what you would like to see in that. Um, so I'm going to try and do something in that department at some point soon. Uh, but yeah, reach out and let me know what you think and if you would be interested in that. And you can do that at Selene Tweets. So reach out, follow him if you're not already following him. Um, Nick, I appreciate it. Um, I hope you get to do the newsletter. I want to see it. Um, I enjoy your work. Everybody else, if you are not familiar already with Nick's work, go check it out. Nick, it is always a pleasure ranting and raving about Major League Baseball, this very healthy league that uh, we're about to... Wonderful sport we've got here. <laughs> Could not be more excited for the, the new season to start here, folks. Love it. Dallas Keuchel, Craig Kimbrell, maybe done as professional baseball players? Who knows? We'll get back to you <laughs> next time. You... I, 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 God, I hope not, but they'll get jobs somewhere. <laughs> Uh, you never know. You never know, Nick, in today's MLB climate, but uh, let's hope so. Nick, thank you so much. Talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks for having me. And that'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. I uh, just want to remind you guys, if you like today's episode and you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, I would really appreciate it if you could take a second leave the show a five-star rating and a review. If uh, you're not an Apple Podcast listener, Remember, you can find the show on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, be sure to check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com, where you can access all of my previous episodes and also find all my writing. I'm writing there fairly often. And also follow me on Twitter at Chase underscore Thomas and like the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash ChaseThomasWriter. Uh, thank you for your support, and we'll be back another episode very soon. Thanks, guys. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.